Good morning. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. We're having a great day here in the state of Tennessee. I'm in the book of Revelation. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. I'd like for you to join me if you would. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. I want to talk about being a priest. The Bible says that we are priests and I want to talk about what that means. So Revelation chapter 1 <clears throat> verse 6 says, uh, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. And then chapter 5, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10 It says, you have been made, you have made them to be a kingdom of priests and to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. A lot of crazy stuff. And there are a lot of people who don't know how to respond to it. A lot of people trying to respond to it. A lot of people don't care. Uh, and the one thing that hasn't changed in all this is, well, there are several things, but the one I want to talk about today is we're still priests unto God. Regardless of what's going on in our world, we are still priests. We're made priests by Jesus Christ. He made us to be a kingdom of priests, the Bible said. And so, you know, how do priests serve God? And particularly, how do priests serve God in the midst of the craziness that's going on in our world today? <clears throat> and I want to give you a couple ways that I think priests serve God. And I want to challenge you to continue to be a priest before God. And so, in the Old Testament days, the priests served God, <clears throat> served God by offering sacrifices when people would come in and, and make a sacrifice offering for their sins. And that was their job then. Our job today is a little different. We don't, we don't sit around and wait for someone to come make a sacrifice offering with an animal uh, for someone's sins. Our sins were in Jesus Christ when He died on the cross. He died for all the sins of all the world. Uh, even the craziness going on, he died for those sins. He took that into himself and he sacrificed himself <clears throat> for us so that we could have salvation and eternal life. But then on the other side of that, he's made us priests. So how do we, how do we serve God as priests? The first one is, uh, and this is going to spell the word priest, by the way, if you're taking notes. Uh, the first one is we praise the name of the Lord. We praise the name of the Lord. In Psalm 8, verse 2, it says, From the lips of children and infants, he has ordained praise. And uh, so, God will use children to praise his name. He'll use adults to praise his name. He'll use teenagers to praise his name. He'll use rocks to praise his name if nobody else will. <clears throat> In Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, it says, John said, I saw every creature in heaven and earth giving praise to God to receive glory and honor and power and majesty and praise. We're to praise His name. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says we're to offer to God a sacrifice of praise, which is a spiritual act of worship. We're to praise the name of the Lord. So, in the midst of it, when you don't feel like praising, <clears throat> the Bible calls us as priests to praise His name. And that can simply be, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If that's all you got, then say that. <clears throat> the second way we serve God as priest 
is to reconcile others to God. Now, once again, there's a movement going on right now to try to get people to reconcile with other people, to reconcile what's happened here, to reconcile what's happened here. But our job as priest is first and foremost to reconcile people to God. You see, I don't know that people can truly be reconciled one to another until they're first reconciled with God. Because when you're reconciled with God, He brings the peace of Christ into your life to rule and reign in your life. And that allows you and encourages you <clears throat> to then be reconciled with someone else. If you don't have that as a guiding force in your life, the peace of God in your life, it's going to be real hard to reconcile with someone who doesn't have the peace of God in their life. So, as priests, our job is to reconcile others to Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says we've been committed, given, the ministry of reconciliation. Um, it's, it's our job, it's our task, it's our assignment. It's not an option, it's, it's not something we can choose not to do or, because it's our job, it's our assignment. We're to reconcile others to God and the way we do that is by telling them, for God so loved the world, the whole world, that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So once again, in the midst of what's going on right now around the world, particularly in our own country, we must be about the business of reconciling others to God. It's our job to tell them about Jesus. It's our job to tell them about the good news. It's their job, it's their assignment, it's their responsibility to accept it <clears throat> or to reject it. That's not on us. It's not on you. Our job is simply to tell the good news to people who will listen and help them be reconciled to God. And if enough people become reconciled to God, then we'll reconcile things that need to be reconciled here in this country if we'll just do our part and if people will accept Jesus. The third thing, how to preserve God, the third way is they intercede in prayer for others. They intercede in prayer for others. First Timothy 2 1 says, I urge you that you may request in prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving often. That we're to intercede in prayer for others. <clears throat> You'll, you'll never know, you'll never fully know, maybe until you get to heaven, maybe not even then, how important your prayers are, the impact they make in other people's lives. I've read stories of great preachers who've gone to be with Jesus, and before they died they were asked, if you were to do anything different in your ministry, what would you do? And all of them said, I, I would pray more and, and, and work less, but I would pray more and let prayer be my work. Instead of trying to do all these thousands of things, I would just pray more. Uh, because prayer does make a difference. It makes a difference in your own life. It makes a difference in this world. But interceding on behalf of others. As a matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, it says that, that uh, in chapter 5, it says that our prayers rise up before God and become a bowl of incense, as it were, an offering before God. So your prayers, every prayer you've ever prayed, is an offering before God. And he sees those prayers. He hears those prayers. So what do priests do to serve God? They intercede on behalf of others and they pray for them. <clears throat> they pray for their salvation. They pray for their reconciliation. They pray for peace and all the things that are going on in a person's life. The fourth thing that priests do to serve God is they exonerate God. <clears throat> now the word exonerate means 
to declare that someone has not done something wrong. To declare that someone has not done something wrong. To declare God blameless. It's amazing to me how we will blame so many things on God. And He had absolutely nothing to do with it. He gave each one of us a free will. And if we want to go do something dumb, uh, that's on us. That's not on God. He's not sitting up there telling us, I want you to go do something dumb and stupid and, uh, and irreverent and illogical. He's calling us to do that which is true and right and pure and holy and good. He calls us to do that. We can't blame God for the evils in this world. We must blame ourselves and say, I'm, I'm part of that evil. And then we must do something to correct that, whatever it is. If we're walking around doing dumb things, then stop doing dumb things. But don't blame God for it. Don't say He made me do it or He made that person do that in this world. No, that's no. we need to exonerate God. And that's a priest's job is to, is to clarify that God does not go around doing harm to people. We see in the life of Jesus. Jesus Himself said, if you've seen me, He said, you've seen the Father. And we see in His life a man who went around healing, encouraging people, delivering people, <clears throat> setting people free from demons and whatever demons were in their mind. We see Him setting people free. And that's, that's the kind of God we serve. That's the Father in Heaven. That's who Jesus points us to. Is a Father in Heaven who wants to heal. He wants to heal our land. He wants to heal our hearts. So we need to exonerate God and as priest be ready to stand up and say, no, God didn't cause that. That person made a choice out of free will to do something dumb and that's the result that we're all paying the price for that. And to exonerate God and say He had no part in it. However, God will step in to those dumb things that we do and help us clean them up, help us repair them, help us to fix them and redeem them. See, if we knock over the milk, God doesn't hit us in the head and say, you know, you moron, why'd you do that? He says, look, here's some paper towels, let's get down this mess, let's clean it up. And so whatever the mess is in your life, God wants to enter into it and say, look, you made the mess and that's great. Okay, I'm, I'm with you here. Let's clean it up. Let's don't dwell on the mess. Let's clean it up and let's move on and let's don't make this mess again. God loves to enter our lives and help us. So let's exonerate God. Let's tell the truth about God. That He's for us. He's not against us. Uh, he wants to help us, not hurt us. Fifth thing is, is priests make sacrifices to God. Priests make sacrifices to God. We've already read one, Hebrews 13.5, where it says we're to offer to God a sacrifice of praise, which is a spiritual act of worship. We're, we're to make sacrifices. The book of Malachi, you ought to read it sometime. It's four short chapters. But it's all about the nation of Israel who had turned their back on God and had basically said, we're just not going to honor you. We don't, we don't really love you anymore. Uh, we don't see it working our life. And, and God comes back through the prophet Malachi and says, well, if this is true, then why is this? And if this is true, why is that? And you know, chapter three of Malachi talks about giving tithes and offerings. And God says, why are you withholding that? If you were to offer that to your governor, would he be pleased? If you were to pay your taxes the way you're making financial sacrifices to me, you know, would the governor be pleased? And so there are many ways we can make sacrifices to God. We can sacrifice our time, our talent, our, our money, uh, our words. There are ways that we make sacrifices to God. And so I would encourage you as priests, 
if we're going to continue to serve God, <clears throat> then let's not make sacrifices to Him. And the sacrifice, that's between you and God. You have to talk to Him about that. What sacrifice do I need to make? What do I need to give up in my life today to serve you? What's, what's holding me back from, from really following you, following after you? And sacrifice that. Whatever it is, move that out of your life. Give that back to God. And watch what He'll do in your life. And then the last thing, I think as priests, that uh, we need to do is to testify to the goodness of God today. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next time we assemble in a church building or with a body of believers, but, but to testify to the goodness of God this day. Revelation 12, verses 11, it says, They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not shrink back even in the face of death. You know, uh, we're to give a testimony to the goodness of God. In 2 Timothy 1.8 it says, Do not be ashamed to testify about the Lord. In Acts 1.8 it says, You are my witnesses in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. If there was ever time Christians need to be a witness to the goodness of God and to testify to who He is. It's now. That's what the priests did back in the Old Testament times and that's what we're to do in this New Testament time that we live in is to give testimony to the goodness of God. To do it today. You know, if you have a, an online account, a social media account of some kind, testify about how God was good to you today. If you've got a testimony from last year or last week or or even yesterday, give that testimony. If that's all you've got, let's testify to the goodness of God. <clears throat> and let's see what God will do with the testimonies that we give for Him. So, you are a kingdom and priest. And you're a priest who are in the kingdom. And our, our task is to offer God a sacrifice of praise, which is a spiritual act of worship, even when we don't feel like it as priests. So, Regardless of what's going on, you are a priest. Jesus Christ made you a priest. And a royal priest, actually. That's a whole other, that's a whole other sermon at some point. But we're a royal priesthood. Let's not forget that in the midst of feeling like we're something else. So be a priest today. Be a priest in your home, in your car, in the workplace. And see how God works in your life and how God works in the lives of those around you. Hey, thanks for watching. And I hope you have a blessed day wherever you are today.